Welcome from the heartland of America. This is Corey. I'm doing my solo podcast here for one hour. You get to listen to me talk about God knows what is going to come to my mind. I'm about uh, six hours in to uh, what I'm hoping to be about 10 hours on the road today, heading off to sunny New Mexico. Uh, Currently, I am somewhere in Nebraska. Um, Lots of cornfields, lots of hay bales, big round bales I'm seeing. Um, Not on a two-lane road just yet, but I am on a not on an interstate, it's a, uh, a four-lane road, uh, just outside of Hebron, or Hebron, Nebraska. Uh, lovely, lovely day here. It is currently 66 degrees in uh, lovely Nebraska. And uh, yeah, so here I am, paying off my debt to Tim once again. And uh, hopefully this will be a little less con. Uh, of a mess than uh, last week's episode 15, uh, which we, we, I think, eloquently called Black Wednesday, where we had uh, uh, Tap Beer Mike and uh, Andy Jacoby, who we've decided we are going to, from now on, just call the third. Uh, so we had the third, uh, Tim and myself, and we had a full studio audience, so there was lots of interaction if you haven't listened to that three hours of debauchery, uh, go ahead and find it. Um, but uh, this will be a little bit different because it's going to be me by myself for uh, for the next hour or so. Um, solo. No uh, no call-in guests. No, uh, no Tim across the table from me. Just me and my iPhone voice memo recorder and uh, clear sunny skies and clear roads ahead uh, on uh, the end of this Thanksgiving weekend. It's it's Sunday, uh, about 3.41 in the p.m. And uh, you got to say the traffic has been uh, pretty heavy, you know, mostly due to that, to the Thanksgiving holiday coming to an end. A lot of people, I'm sure, are, are heading back home from from spending days with their family and, and loved ones. Um, I, I left this morning at about 9.30, like I said, uh, from from beautiful uh, southwest Minnesota, Sanborn. And uh, traffic wasn't too bad until I got to uh, Worthington and headed south on, uh, I believe it's 60. Um, and uh, all the way until I got into, uh, into Iowa lovely Iowa and uh, got on to on to uh, interstate 29 south until I until I came into uh, just outside of Omaha Nebraska then I got on I-80 for uh, a few dozen miles probably about 75 80 90 miles whatever um, and now I'm uh, heading south on uh, on some nice uh, two-lane road I, I would compare it to like highway 169. Uh, for those of you familiar with that, um, I guess the only one who might not be is our one California download that we have every week. But maybe that person is from from Minnesota originally. Um, and Jonathan Angrove, uh, big listener, dedicated listener uh, from North Carolina, he I'm sure does not know what Highway 169 is, as I don't think he's ever 
been north of the Mason-Dixie line. Um, anyway, jeez, uh, we're only four and a half minutes into this, and it's already gold. Um, so our Vikings played on Thanksgiving Day, as you all know, and it was a tremendous game. Um, as you all know, I've been on the Vikings van- bandwagon wholeheartedly, you know, since since the season started. Um, you know, and I don't think there's anything stopping this team. You know, I actually thought they'd go 16-0. and I was surprised that they do have two losses. But I did, in fact, uh, predict them to win big against the Lions. And, uh, you know, they, they, the refs did everything they could to prevent that. There was some awful, awful officiating in that game. But, uh, you know, what do you do? The Vikings did luckily come away with the victory yet. Um, that, uh, you know, Xavier Rhodes sealed it with the interception late. But, boy, that... Uh, that blocked field goal that was returned for a touchdown. Thankfully, that was uh, negated due to the due to the offsides penalty. Which I don't know if you've seen the media. The the I forget the player's name, but the player from the Lions that jumped offsides there and blocked that field goal, you know, has been adamant that he was not offsides. And come on, dude, you were offsides by 17 feet. I mean, you ran to the 50 and came back and blocked that field goal before the ball was snapped. So you were offsides. Um, so we're all happy that the Vikings Vikings won. They beat the Rams. That helps us in our playoff positioning. Um, and now if we can just uh, just get past the Eagles in the standings, that would be spectacular. But I did see that they uh, routed the Bears today. Just a massive, massive upset, if you're asking me. You know, who would have thought that the Eagles would beat the, the Bears? Um I think the last score I saw was like 31-3, to and that might have been the final. Um, when I stopped for fuel earlier, I did check my fantasy scores and saw that, that Carson Wentz went off and had a day, so I was happy to see that. Um, Zach Ertz had a heck of a day too, so um, good, to see, good to see the Eagles doing well for my fantasy team, but uh, bad to see that uh, for our Vikings as... Uh, It'd be really nice to get that home field advantage through the playoffs. I think we've pretty much. I mean, I know mathematically the the Lions can or the yeah the Lions can still come back and uh, tie us for the division. I think mathematically the the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, are uh, are are still in it. But let's face it, um, you know we've got like a three game lead with five to play. Um, you know we'd have to see an epic collapse of our Vikings, which hell, that ain't going to happen. We've got the best team in the NFL. Um, we ain't going to see that happen. So, you know, I think now we set our sights on uh, not only a first-round bye, but uh, maybe home field advantage all the way through the playoffs because there ain't nobody beating us at U.S. Bank Stadium, and that includes the Super Bowl. Um, I am predicting that the Vikings do make the Super Bowl. I'm predicting that we're going to play in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's Tom Brady, but, you know, like I said, no one's going to beat us at U.S. Bank Stadium. And uh, in that Super Bowl, I do predict uh, Case Keenum will be the will be the Super Bowl MVP. And uh, he's going to go for, like, 330 and three touchdowns, two of them probably to, to AT19, Adam Thielen. But uh, I predict the Vikings to win that Super Bowl game. Uh, probably about 42 to 10. It'll just be a blowout of the Patriots. Uh, because you know me, I've been on board with the with the Vikings since day one. 
never, ever, ever doubted him for a single minute. Got some Leanne Rhymes going on in the background here. Um, you might have heard my... Uh... Oh, listen to them smooth sounds. You might have heard that I opened with the Smashing Pumpkins. Well, what I did was I turned my series radio on, 90s on 9, and just went with whatever song started next for my for my musical entrance. Uh, you know, I'm not like a WWE wrestler. I don't get to pick like some awesome song. I just went with whatever came up on the radio. And uh, now I've got that 90s on 9 going on in the background yet. And we've got uh, How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes. This is a 1997 tune that uh, I think her and Faith Hill each sang this song and each came out about that same time. Um, I believe Faith Hill's version was used in the movie, was it Con Air with Nicolas Cage? Um, I think I seem to remember the video of, like, the plane, like, on fire and Nicolas Cage and the wife beater tank top and the long, flowing, thinning hair. There's a random dude in a stocking cap. Looked like Chris Kringle from, uh, like, young Chris Kringle from, like, the, uh, oh, not, no, not Chris Kringle, uh, the Yukon guy from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation, old school. Um, I forget his name. Yukon something or other. Looked just like him walking down the road ditch along this uh, major U.S. highway. Kind of threw me for a loop there. Anyway, as I was talking about uh, Leanne Rhymes and Faith Hill sing, both singing this song, How Do I Live? I wonder whose song came out better on the charts. I guess I don't know, but maybe one of you guys want to look that up and, and tweet at me because I'm sure by the time I get somewhere where I can uh, safely access my my Google machine um, I'll have forgotten all about uh, Leanne Rhymes and Faith Hill singing How Do I Live back in 1997 um, anyway I was talking about something with the Vikings seem to have lost my train of thought but that's okay I mean we all know that the Vikings are, are going to win hey guess what people I am officially crossing the state line of Nebraska into Kansas and uh, the speed limit has actually gone up to 70 miles an hour now from it was 65 so I'm I'm glad to see that I can bump my cruise up a couple miles an hour maybe make this uh, little stretch go go a little better Um, I've been to Kansas before but it's been a long time I think it's been Probably 20 years since I since I've been in the state of Kansas officially that I can recall. Um, I don't think I've been here for work in the last six years, but um, that I've been in my current gig. But uh, but here I am now, uh, back in Kansas. Um, it's uh, it's flat, um, but I imagine it's going to get flatter as I I got to go about another 78 miles south, and then I'm going to cut uh, back westward and. I think I'm going to get into some real Plains shit. Uh, but, uh, so this is Kansas. I got an uncle that lives in Kansas. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's the bald Viking on Twitter. Look him up. It's Ron Mitchell. Um, if you're looking for some, for some right wing opinions, that'll be, he'll be your guy for that. Uh, he's, uh, he's a very, uh, staunch Trump supporter. So, I know some of you listeners are as well, uh, like Ryan Goble. You can follow Ryan on Twitter. I think he's Gobiwan. Not sure of the spelling, but he's on Twitter too. So here I am just 
12 minutes in and I'm just plugging everybody's Twitter. Um, we got some proclaimers going on here. Man, I don't know about you, but I I often wonder what happened to the Proclaimers. Did they ever do anything else? Are they still touring? Um, I don't remember them having another another hit. Um, you know, sometimes people say, "Oh, they were a one-hit wonder for for some people," but a lot of times them one-hit wonders had had a follow-up that well maybe wasn't necessarily a hit, but you can at least say, "Yeah, I remember that song." Uh, you know, Vanilla Ice, for instance, had. Uh, you know, we, of course, we all know Ice Ice Baby, but then he also had uh, that play that funky music. Um, I think he had a song in one of the Ninja Turtles movies, too, if I remember correctly. So uh, MC Hammer, he had uh, You Can't Touch This, and then followed that up with Too Legit to Quit. And I think, did MC Hammer do a Ninja Turtles song, too? I, anyway, I digress. I don't remember. Um so currently uh, 66 degrees here in, in Kansas. I almost said Nebraska again. I forgot I am, am officially in Kansas. Uh, speaking of Kansas, I caught part of the, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills game on the radio today here. Um, talk about a collapse of a football team. Um, the, the Chiefs of 2017 are are very reminiscent of the Vikings of 2016. Uh, started out 5-0 and and now have lost uh, five of their last six and are now 5-6 and six or 6-5, six and five, something to that effect. But anyway, they are, they are not the team that they were the first five weeks of the year. Um, the offense has fallen apart for them. Um, Alex Smith, uh, who they seem to have a lot of faith in earlier in the year, um, has really uh, had some crucial turnovers in some in some critical moments of some games. As a matter of fact, today when I was listening, they had a I think it was like a third and two situation, and they went for a wildcat formation with Travis Kelsey at quarterback, and then he handed off to Tyreek Hill on a jet sweep. And like I said, I was listening on the radio, so I didn't see it, but. You know, if you're, you know, if you've got Alex Smith, who's not a terrible quarterback, why do you go for a gimmick play against the Bills on third and two when you're essentially your season is is crumbling and falling apart? You know, you know, have a little dump off pass to Tyreek Hill and let him gain some yards. The guy can can move. He's quicker than shit. But you know, I guess. That's why Andy Reid makes the big bucks, but in that case, it, it failed him. Um, so I also uh, heard that uh, the Jets kept it interesting with the with the uh, Panthers for a little while, and uh, but I think the, the Panthers ended up pulling away late. They had a defensive touchdown, and uh, and then a punt return for a touchdown late to kind of expand the gap there and I think the Panthers probably ended up covering the spread ooh now we got some salt and pepper 
the old salt and pepper. I remember, uh, I think that's the song that, uh, uh, Casey Munson, now I think she's married, I think she's like Christofferson or something like that. Anyway, she used to sing this song on karaoke, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, and just absolutely nailed it. I mean, the girl could rap, uh, her brother could actually sing pretty well, too. He, he, uh, He'd really uh, belt out the country tunes. He'd get that twang going in his voice. That was back in my my karaoke days, or as my friends like to call it, karaoke. Uh, those were the days back in Wanda. Uh, you had you used to have the experience. We used to call them. The only time I've ever known a group that we labeled with a band name for karaoke, it was uh, uh, Tyler Berg, Andy Jacoby, one of our well, the third, and uh, I think. My brother Chad might have been part of that, and then Tank Nelson. Piece of shit he is. Anyway, don't get me started on Tank. Loser. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so they would come in and, and they would hit out the old... Uh, they used to do a lot of Rapper's Delight, and uh, Tyler would build out the Weezer, stuff like that. And about the only thing that that piece of shit Tank was ever good for was uh, he could kind of half-ass white man beatbox... Um, you know, but other than that, he's a fucking walking disease, and I hope he gets syphilis if he doesn't already have it. Anyway, that's my that's my thoughts on Tank. Um, I love it when Tim's here; he doesn't make me edit stuff and and kind of filter what I say about people. But Tank is one of those people that I could care less what he thinks. Um, what do we got here the Feather Nest. Looks like some sort of uh, cafe there on the roadside. Interesting. Anyway, um, boy, not even 20 minutes into this, and uh, this is uh, great, compelling radio to all of you, as you can hear me rambling on with my my train of thought. The sun's getting bright here. The sun's going down on my baseball cap here. Um, what do we got here? Travel Information Center, two miles ahead. I don't need any uh, travel information. I got the trusty google maps guiding my way but uh i'm just outside of, i think it's bellevue kansas now or something to that effect uh still currently 70 mile an hour zone here and uh 66 degrees and and uh clear skies all around me little and uh there's a dog park that's interesting anyway uh cruising along here at a nice clip crops are all out of the fields that's good to see i'm glad that uh the farmers are doing well in america's heartland oh it's kansas's law to click it or ticket the sign just told me and i can assure you that i am all buckled in i did click it because i didn't want to get a ticket so that's uh good to know that uh i won't get a seatbelt ticket while i'm shooting across the fine state of kansas and i'm sure my wife will be glad to hear that is too Belleville Belleville is where I'm at uh, Kansas speed limit just suddenly dropped to 50 miles an hour that's kind of a speed trap waiting to happen I bet there was no signs warning of a speed limit change but uh, this looks like a nice quaint little town here uh, we got a loves truck stop uh, in case you're wondering uh, gas prices in Kansas are 293 a gallon Oh wait, that's diesel. Uh, 229, 
229 for gas. That seems a little more appropriate. I thought for a second that was a little bit crazy of a price for for the old diesel or for the old gasoline, the old petrol. What do we got here? High Banks Hall of Fame. I have no idea what that is, but it's uh if you want to if you're a fan of High Banks, there's a High Banks Hall of Fame in, in Belleville, Kansas. There it is. Can't really tell what it is. I wonder if they call this area the High Banks. Kind of like we have the Red Rock Ridge area of Southwest Minnesota or the Ironhead or the Iron Range or the Arrowhead. Oklahoma Panhandle. You know, I wonder if they call this the High Banks area and that's like the high banks or maybe it's the high school but why would the high school have a great big hall of fame like that Ooh, mr good sense subs and pastas doesn't look like they're too and too good looks like they're out of business uh melton motor company it looks like a nice fine chevy dealership lumberyard on my left there interesting 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 what do we got here? The Barnyard Gifts. That place looks like it's also out of business. Pawnee Indian Village Museum and Republic County Historical Society. And a hometown true value. So all that in Belleville, Kansas. They got a Dairy Queen Grill and Chill and a Casey's Gas Station. So if you're ever thinking of uh, taking a trip to Belleville, Kansas, that's what you can expect. It's uh, on Highway 81, U.S. Highway 81, just uh, into Kansas when you leave Nebraska. And, uh, yeah, so now we're heading back out into the rural area. Speed limit's back up to, to 70 miles an hour. seen some interesting things on this trip i stopped at a mcdonald's drive through uh about uh i don't know 100 miles back or probably about 70 miles back or so and uh i saw a donald trump there um he was getting out of the car and and going into mcdonald's to i wonder if donald's a, a burger guy or a chicken nugget guy but He's probably going for the fries because they're the same color as his hair. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm guessing that the guy was like a Donald Trump impersonator um, because there was no Secret Service around, so I don't think it was the real Donald Trump. Um, and I don't think Donald Trump drives a Saturn. Um, but anyway, the guy was in like the whole getup. He was in uh, the blue suit with the red tie and of course had the hair going for him and uh so i don't know if the guy's like that's how he lives his everyday life is dressed as donald trump i didn't ask him um maybe i should have tried to get an interview with him for the podcast that could have would have been interesting right i'm sure we all would have loved to to hear from a donald trump impersonator um other than that let's see what else have i seen today um seen uh boy really not much else you know coming through nebraska i was trying to get some football games on the radio but uh was having a hard time but i suppose they're they're college football fans there and and uh 
they were probably all excited. I don't know how the old Cornhuskers did yesterday, but I would have thought that there'd be like a local radio station carrying some football games. I ended up having to turn on the Sirius radio and went to uh, just went to the NFL Network on there and and listened. So I've listened to uh, listened to Friday's morning or power trip. Have not listened back to Thursday nights or the episode of the Pilsner podcast that was released on Thursday, um, but I'll probably do yet that yet this trip. I've got about uh, three and a half, four more hours I want to cover here yet tonight uh, before I before I find a hotel to to lay my head. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Dodge City, Kansas, is is where I'm gonna is where I'm gonna crash for the night. That's uh. That's about the halfway point of my trip. Um, so I'd like to make it at least that far. I've got to drive through some mountains in New Mexico, and I'd kind of like to make sure I do that during the daylight hours tomorrow. So my plan is to to get uh, at least that halfway point tonight and uh, and then get up bright and early, be on the road by, you know, by 6 I'd like to be tomorrow morning. And uh, that way I can get through them mountains and, and be to my destination of Las Cruces, which is Spanish for the crosses, um, by, uh, by you know, late afternoon tomorrow and be through the mountains before it gets dark. I did that mountain drive at night once before. Um, one of my prior trips to Las Cruces, about halfway into the trip, they had me uh, change... Uh, I guess bases of where I was working out of, and I had to drive from from Las Cruces, which again is Spanish for the crosses, to uh, to Clovis, New Mexico. Um, Clovis is Spanish for Clovis, and uh, anyway, and that was like a five-hour drive, um, and I uh, was on the other side of the mountain, so I had to take off through the mountains, and of course, you know. They told me late, or you know, whatever, partway through the day that they wanted me there the next morning. So I took off and, of course, you know, drove uh, through the night and got into Clovis late, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so that was a, a winding road and they had warned me that, you know, there's lots of like elk and deer and whatnot in them mountains. And they're like, you probably shouldn't take that drive at night because it's a windy road. But, you know, I don't listen to authority much, so I just went and did it. Anyway, and, and had no problems. Never never ran into any uh, wildlife whatsoever. I was driving a um, Volvo. Uh, I forget the model, but it was like a crossover SUV thing that I had for a rental car that trip because on that trip uh, I flew to uh, lovely... Uh, actually, I flew into El Paso, Texas and uh, picked up a car at the airport and then drove to... Las Cruces, which again is Spanish for the crosses, um, to, uh, drove up there, was about an hour away, an hour north or so of El Paso. I've noticed that I tend to, when I'm giving distances, like I said, it was an hour north of El Paso, um, I give that, I tend to give distances in hours or in time quite often. I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of a Midwestern thing. Maybe I'm wrong. You can tweet at me and tell me if I'm wrong on that. But if somebody asks me how far something is, I'll say, yeah, it's about a 40-minute drive. Well, you know, because we all know that a 40-minute drive in 
rural America is different than a 40-minute drive in, say, you know, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, metropolitan area. Um, you know, of course, we can cover, in 40 minutes, we can cover, you know, 40, 45 miles in in rural that guy's got a Christmas tree on top of his suburban. Cool. Um, anyway, and uh, if you're in the metro area, 40 minutes, you know, shit, sometimes you might only get two or three miles. So, anyway, that's, I'm rambling, but that's what I got to do here because I've got uh, another half hour, another half hour of this left. Uh, I'm at 29 minutes, 32 seconds of uh of my solo solo podcast filling one hour of time uh by myself thanks to losing a picks bet with tim here a few weeks ago um and uh i need to go back to to making monetary bets with tim on the picks because i was undefeated on the monetary picks and uh and now we started doing these gimmick bets, and um, I haven't lost every one, but uh, I've definitely—I think I've definitely got a sub 500 record on these. Um, Tim's got to eat some hot sauce here yet from a couple weeks ago, and then we've got the picks going on this weekend, and uh, I think the loser has to. This last week we pushed. And now this coming week, and for the games going on today, um, we just carried over the bet from last week. The loser has to watch a movie of the winner's choosing. Um, that That's one of my favorite uh, bits to do for the show because I think it gives us something good to follow up on. You know, if you remember um, a while back, I had to watch... Well, first I had to watch an hour of Korean television, uh, White Nights or something like that it was. Um, had to watch two episodes of that. Um, I'm into season four of that show now because I haven't been able to get enough of it. Um, and then I also had to watch uh, Cry Wilderness. You know, Paul! Cry Wilderness with uh, Bigfoot and, and the adventures of... of Paul and his dad and, and Indian Jim and uh, and the big game hunter guy that uh, I followed up and then I did go back and watch that same movie uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version uh, this last week and it was much more entertaining watching that version um, Tim's had to watch Drumline and give us a report on that so I personally think that's good uh good show material when when one of us has to go back and watch watch something uh stupid i guess is the best way to put it um i've kind of got in my back pocket a couple movies that i'm gonna make tim watch going forward if we if we have that same bet or same sort of bet of course this week if uh if i beat tim and picks um i think he's gonna have to watch uh return to mayberry the andy griffith reunion movie from 1986 um so i'm looking forward to that hopefully i caught part of it on tv the other night and that's when i decided hey this would be good tv for tim 
Um, I don't know if it'll be available on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, um, anything like that. Um, and if not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'll maybe make him like order the DVD off of eBay or something. It probably doesn't even come out on, on DVD. I bet, I bet it's like, maybe you could find like the VHS. And if you do find the VHS, it's going to be like a bootleg that somebody recorded like originally in 1986. Um, and it's probably going to be followed with like some episodes of Empty Nest or New Heart. Uh, I don't know what else was on in 1986. Elf. I think Elf was on in 1986. I wasn't a big Elf guy. Like, I remember a lot of my classmates in elementary school were big Elf fans, had the shirts and stuff, but I was never a big Elf guy. Um just never never appealed to me i was more of a i was a dukes of hazard kid and uh, that was over by 1986 i don't know what i did watch in 1986 night rider night rider was a good show airwolf airwolf was a great tv show in 1986 and i'm saying 1986 but i'm just thinking mid 80s these shows were on um and then we got into the 90s and i i uh, watched a lot of I don't know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, stuff like that. So that, yeah. Oh, remember Friday, uh, TGI, TGI Friday on ABC when they used to have Family Matters and Full House and Step by Step. And uh, remember that guy from Step by Step and he lived in the backyard in the van? He was their cousin Cody, I think his name was. That dude's like, I think he ended up in jail or prison for like murder or for manslaughter or maybe it was just like domestic abuse. But anyway, I think he got in some legal trouble and got kicked off the show. Um, so, so if you were a big fan of Step by Step and you were ever wondering what happened to Cody, cousin Cody. Uh, that's it. Suzanne Summers was in that show along with uh, Patrick Duffy. Not to be re- uh, mistaken for Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie, as we all know, uh, saying Third Rock from the Sun, as we covered in an, in an earlier episode of the Pilsner podcast. Um, that was also the same one where... where uh, the third, Andy Jacoby, told us that he went to a Faith Hill, or not Faith Hill, a Tim McGraw concert where he was opening for Winona. And uh, Winona, I think, brought her Big Brown Beaver along. And I think that might have been another reason that Andy wanted to go to that concert. I know he was a big fan of Winona's Big Brown Beaver. But, uh, oh speed limit drop again we're coming into another town here uh speed limit all of a sudden dropped to 55 oh and now we're going even lower down to 45 here coming up we're coming into another little town here uh concordia concordia kansas home of the njcaa national champion basketball team so apparently there's a college in this town but i did not get to see the sign enough to be able to tell you who that was oh we got a real, real shredder of a song here coming on the 90s on 9. A little Eric Clapton. 
So I just saw a sign for the Cloud County uh, Museum. So like every so since I got into into Nebraska really, and now into Kansas, every county has had a museum. Which I mean, I guess if I think about it back home, there is a Redwood County Museum, there's a Brown County Museum. So maybe that's not so strange now that I start talking about it out loud. This is a little bit nicer town, a little bit bigger. There's a little more to it than the last town I went through, which was Belleville. Now I'm going through, where did I see this? Was Concordia. There's the Nazareth Mother House, uh, a liquor outlet, a Sonic, uh, Super 8, a McDonald's, a Dollar General, a Casey's, a Subway, uh, Alliance Insurance Group, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Rollin' Smoked Barbecue, a Verizon store. So yeah, there's an Arby's, uh, Auburn Pharmacy. So yeah, so this town seems to be, I wonder if this is the county seat, as they call it. The county seat of, uh, I forget what county I'm in now. I saw the sign back there, but uh, there's the shortstop gas station. Boudreaux muffler, yeah. So, oh, and a bowling alley. A lot going on in, in uh, Concordia, Kansas. And uh, there's a Pizza Hut, Wing Street. Not just a Pizza Hut, but a Wing Street Pizza Hut. Are there regular Pizza Huts anymore, or are they all Wing Street Pizza Huts? And they got a Taco John's with sirloin steak nachos. God bless America. Uh, and, of course, a Walmart. Um, doesn't look to be a super Walmart. looks like it's actually just the Walmart. It's not a super center or whatever. Um... Not many. I think they're a little more common to not have the super centers or super stores, uh, super WalMarts, whatever you want to call them down here. I know when I was you know, over on the the East Coast, you know, there was WalMarts in almost every town, but they were just like not very big. They, you know, uh, you know, they were more of like the old school WalMarts like we had in the '90s around Minnesota. Look at that. There's a National Guard Armory. They've got a couple tanks up on the lawn. And there's a dog park. So good for Kansas. I actually had a stoplight there. Uh, so Concordia, Kansas. Nice little town. If you're going to make a trip there, stop in there. Check out the Pizza Hut, Wing Street. And uh, look like a fine dining establishment that uh, uh, I'm glad they'll... I'm, I'm sure they would gladly serve your serve you your favorite uh, pizza. About uh, 47 miles from I-70. Um, that's my, my next turn off. So um, I've been on this stretch of road. I think when I turned on to it, I think I had like 100 and, 130 miles or 137 miles of straight shot before I got to my next turn off, which again I said is is I-70 uh, in Salina, Kansas. Um, and like I, I said, I'm on my way to Las Cruces, which is Spanish for the crosses, uh, New Mexico, uh, for a work trip. Uh, I'll be there for, for a few days and, uh, and then I'll make the drive back home. So, um, I've, uh, I've been there in the past. Like I said, I've flown there when I've gone in the past, but this time I get to drive and, and see our great 
country. Um, I hate to say it, Middle America, but this drive is not as uh, as exciting as my drive to and from the East Coast last year when I went down to North Carolina, uh, going through the Appalachian Mountains and 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 uh, and whatnot was a little more. Uh, Interesting, I guess, to me, probably because I'd never been there before. But I, like I said, I haven't been to Kansas in 20 years, and um, and I've never been to this part of Kansas. I've never been on this stretch of road in my life. I, the only time I've been to Kansas in my life that I can recall was a trip to Wichita uh, back. I was in high school, uh, probably about 15, 16 years old. And uh, so here I am now in middle of Kansas on a stretch of road I've never been on before in my life. And uh, it's not bad. It's not as flat as I expected. Um, I expected the plains to be a little more plainy. That John Dender is full of shit. Um, speed limit's back up to 70 miles an hour here, so... <laughs> So I've been doing this podcast thing, a solo podcast, for 42 minutes now, uh, 42 minutes and 34 seconds, and I'm wondering how many of your people are actually still listening to it. Um, if I've bored you all to death and you've shurned it off yet, or or if anybody is still listening, um, if it was me, I'd have probably shut it off by now because I'm just really rambling and telling you about random towns in Kansas that I'm driving through. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I've got to say about that. Uh, how about Paul Molitor, I guess, was named uh, Manager of the Year. Have we talked about that on the podcast? No? Well, he was. So... Good for old Paul Yam. Hey, is 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 Mike Zimmer? They is he going to be like the coach of the year in the NFL? Uh, how about Shermer? Is he going to be the offensive coordinator of the year in the in the NFL? I don't know. I guess it'd be hard to say that there's a a guy doing as much with a team as as Shermer is. I mean, they've they've taken these guys that are relatively. I mean, let's face it, when they signed Riley Reef away from the Lions, you know, I think there was a collective who, you know, throughout throughout Minnesota when that happened. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a couple of great football minds out there that knew who Riley Reef was, but I, for one, wouldn't have been able to tell you who he was. Then we drafted Pat Elfline and, uh, you know, got rid of Alex Boone. Um, so, I mean, this offensive line who, I mean, I was on board with them from day one and knew they'd be great, but I know a lot of you thought that the offensive line this year was going to be absolutely terrible. Um, but they've really, really done well. I mean, they went a number of games without giving up a sack. Um, I don't know if Riley Reef has given up a sack yet. I know going into Thursday's game, he had not given up a sack yet this year. Um, I know that that uh, murder was the case. Keenum did get sacked a couple times in that game, but I don't know. I guess if Riley Reef 
gave up those sacks, but overall that offensive line has been been a huge improvement from last year. Um, and that's just awesome. That's good to see. Uh, we're all glad that, that the Lions uh, let Riley Reef come our way um, and, uh, and join our join our wonderful, fantastic Minnesota Vikings. Um, speaking of uh, Case Keenum getting sacked, he got sacked, of course, and then uh, flipped the ball up in the air, and it came down and hit the hit the defensive player in the leg, and they threw a flag on Case Keenum and called it taunting. I mean, really. You know, he wasn't even looking in the guy's direction. I don't think, you know, he was throwing the ball at him. I think it was more of a frustration out of out of getting sacked. I mean, seriously, what kind of quarterback taunts when you, uh, you know, when you get sacked? I think it was a frustration move on his part. He kind of nonchalantly flipped the ball up in the air like, you know, S of a B. And the ball happened to come down and, and hit that defensive player, you know, in the toe. And I'm sure the guy's got turf toe now and is probably going to be out for the season. And, you know, they're going to blame that on Case Keenum. Um, maybe this Lions player will come out and say that Case Keenum gave him the DX suck it sign after he flipped the football at him. Um, but, no, I think it was a, a frustration move on, on uh, Case Keenum's part. Kind of similar to there was a time back in the day about 20 years ago I got kicked out of a slow pitch softball game by the official. And uh, it was uh, we were getting beat pretty handily. We were in a tournament. I mean, we were an awful softball team to begin with, and we were in a tournament that we really, really had no business being in. So uh, we were getting beat like I don't know, thirty to nothing. Seriously, thirty to nothing in a slow pitch softball game. Gary Arnold was there; he can vouch for it. Um, Anyway, the there was like a bad play at second base, and we we messed up. You know, the guy was clearly safe, and I kind of did the whole "come on," you know, kind of at you know not just at myself but at the team in general. Like, come on, let's get our shit together. And uh, and the the umpire, who uh, was a gray-haired, bearded man, thought that I was like arguing his call, and. Uh, told me that uh, you know if I was going to argue the call he was going to set me or you know kick me out of the game and then and then he proceeded to tell me that if I didn't take my earrings and necklace off that he was going to kick me out of the game because that stuff isn't allowed on his field and I me being the snotty 19 20 year old kid that I was said are you fucking kidding me and uh, proceeded to get the boot in a slow pitch softball game, so that was a good time. Um, I think the team went on to lose that, like forty-eight to zip. Um, I think we lost the next game in the tournament, you know, one hundred and ten to three, and uh, and we were done for the day. Like I said, we had we had no business being in that softball tournament. We were actually signed up for a different tournament that uh, would have been more in our competition level. We probably still would have. You know, been two and out, but it was a little. The games would have been a little bit closer, um, but uh, 
that tournament didn't have enough players, so the, the guy organizing that tournament said, you know, we're just going to combine our tournament with this other one, and you guys can go up there and play. And I said, sure, sounds good. And uh, we get up there, and here it was like ASA rules that we had, you know, we we're a beer league team. You know, we never we had never played by ASA rules. Um, so it was uh, it was an interesting experience. So, um, yeah. So I don't know how many people can say they got kicked out of a slow pitch softball game. One other thing I can say that I did as a as a slow pitch softball player was uh, was part of a triple play in slow pitch softball, and not just like uh, a normal triple play. We're talking a fly ball to right field triple play. We we. The, our right fielder, who admittedly was not very good and it wasn't me, um, made basically like a shoestring grab. No one thought he was going to catch it. Snagged the ball, caught it, and the runners on first and second had taken off running for, for you know second and third, respectively. And uh, so when our right fielder caught this ball, uh, he instinctively by, you know, made the right move to throw it to second and we got the force out there and then I was at first base and I was screaming you know for the second baseman and he threw it to first so we turned a, a triple play in uh, Sanborn men's slow pitch beer league softball I don't know if that feat had ever been done prior to that um, John Gody the commissioner um, of the Sanborn men's softball league um acted like he had never seen that happen before and I don't know if it's ever happened since but that's been uh, probably close to 10 years ago now since since we since we accomplished that feat but we were an awful softball team so that was a big deal for us to turn a to turn a triple play um but uh yeah so I was not a very good slow pitch softball player I was adequate at best um never struck out I think I struck out twice in like 10 or 15 years of playing but those both happened to be in the same game I can I can remember that awesome uh awesome night um you know you do it the first time and then it's in your head going up there the second time you're afraid you're going to make a complete fool of yourself uh once again oh look at this we got some Jimmy Olsen's blues The Spin Doctors wrote an entire song about Superman. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever caught that. I mean, I would think that if you were alive in the 90s, you've obviously heard the song Jimmy Olsen's Blues. Um, and Jimmy Olsen um, is a character from the Superman comics. Um, he works at the Daily Globe. Um, and the entire song of Jimmy Olsen's Blues is about how he has a crush on uh, Miss Lois Lane, who, as we all know, has a thing for Superman. So, Jimmy Olsen's Blues. Um, and uh, that's where the, the album title, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, uh, also comes from that song. And that song also had uh, Two Princes was another jam on there. Um, you know, Princes here before you. It's what I said now, you know. Uh, so, Spin Doctors. Uh, that's another prime example of a band that uh, had a one-hit wonder with uh, two princes and then followed it up with another somewhat known song. But So, I mean, they're, they're considered a one-hit wonder, but eh, they maybe had one and a half, maybe two. 
thanks to, to Jimmy Olsen's blues, which I to me is an underrated, uh, underappreciated Spin Doctors uh, song. I wonder. I don't know whatever happened to the Spin Doctors either. I wonder if they're still touring. If they're hitting like the casino circuit. Um, I haven't seen them come through Jackpot Junction, but uh, maybe that's their bit. Maybe they're doing the, you know, or maybe they're doing like the summer festival thing, kind of like the Gin Blossoms and and uh, hell, even Matchbox Twenty and Counting Crows did some, you know, casino circuit concerts uh, this last summer in Minnesota. Not there's anything wrong with the casino circuit because uh, you know, like Mystic Lake has a hell of a hell, a hell of an outdoor venue there. Um, you know, I saw Blink 182 one or uh, there this summer, and that was a heck of a show. Um, so um, here we are. We're 54 minutes into my into my solo adventure, um, and uh, I can I can probably pretty confidently say that I'm, I'm talking to no one right now that that anybody who was even interested in listening to this has probably shut it off by now just out of pure boredom because um all I am doing is is rambling on about uh towns in Kansas and and uh 90s songs and um slow pitch softball um, you know, about the only interesting thing I've probably talked about that people care about is uh, the Minnesota Vikings and how I've been on board with the Minnesota Vikings since day one. I mean, you can ask guys like Delbert Grebner and Tony Iverson. I mean, I've been a true, tried and true uh, Vikings fan uh, since the beginning of the year. Um, dating back to, you know, I can remember early days watching the Vikings um, I think my earliest, earliest recollection of the Vikings, um, you know, I of course remember Jerry Burns being the coach in the 80s, and I remember making it to the NFC Championship game, uh, I think against the the Washington R-Words. Um, you know, I don't remember exactly offhand what year that is, but then obviously, you know, as we moved into the 90s, I was, you know, 20 years old when, you know, when we had the greatest show on turf with Randy Moss and and uh, and we had of course that heartbreak and the NFC Championship game is there as well and then again in 2001 we had 41 Donut uh, 2009 we had the cross body pass and 12 men on the field but you know so I've, I've lived many of Viking heartache and let down not as many as some of the older generation I understand that we've got you know guys like in my dad's generation that have seen them seen them go to four Super Bowls and lose um, but uh, you know I'm 40 years old and I haven't even seen the Vikings make it to a Super Bowl yet so um, I definitely feel that this is the year I think that the Vikings are gonna gonna um, surprise the world. You know, everybody except for me, it won't be a surprise to me because I've been calling this since day one of this season. Uh, pretty much since the Super Bowl ended last year, um, you know, when the when the Patriots completed that, that comeback on the Falcons, um, I said, you know, the Patriots may have been able to do that to the Vikings or to the Falcons, but uh, there's no way that they'll be able to do that to the Vikings. And, uh, you know, 
said at that time that the Vikings would be in the Super Bowl this year against the Patriots. And uh, when the Vikings get up uh, like 42-3, to you know, Tom Brady might throw a garbage time touchdown to make the final score 42-10. to But uh, there won't be a... There won't be a collapse like them lowly Falcons did, and it serves them, them bitches right after what they did uh, back in the back in '98, technically January of '99, NFC Championship game. Um, but I still blame that loss on uh, Gary Anderson and um, Danny Green. Terrible coaching at the end of the first half of that game. Um, you know, you've got Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Jake Reed, and and you're just going to take a knee with like a minute and a half left in the half. And then I think he did it again at the end of regulation, took a knee again. Um, I mean, come on. Let's just go for the touchdown. You throw that sucker up in the air, and Randy Moss is coming down with it 98 times out of 100. Actually, 99 times out of 100, because that's just the – you know, Randy Moss is the greatest football player uh, definitely to ever put on a purple jersey, uh, probably to ever put on an NFL jersey. Um, you know, with the exception of, of maybe one or two people that I could I could think of. But he's definitely the greatest Viking of all time. Definitely the greatest wide receiver of all time. And uh, the only couple people that I could think of that would be better than him uh, would be uh, probably a couple running backs by the name of of uh, Sanders and and. Uh, Peyton, Walter, Peyton. Um, hey, we got some. Uh, Jordan Knight had a single in the '90s. There's a Jordan Knight song. I think he was a member of of New Kids on the Block back in the day. Um, and here he's got a single on '90s on Nine. It's called "Give It to You." Let's give it a listen. I kind of vaguely sort of remember that song from the 90s, but, um, you know, I don't think I would have ever uh, remembered it, um, you know, without seeing it on my on my uh, screen, on my phone, or on my uh, radio here. Um, funny how no one from the, from the, uh, ba- or New Kids on the Block ever, like, made it big as a solo artist I guess no one from the Backstreet Boys really did either um, but uh, you know not like uh, Mark Wahlberg brother of Donnie Donnie Wahlberg uh, you know he he's a big deal now he was of course he was Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch but now he's he's an actor uh, so hey guess what my minute or my hour is up um I'd, I'd love to keep going and give you all more, much more uh, compelling radio, podcast listening, podcast. That's my, my Minnesota accent coming through. But, uh, you know, it's been an hour. Um, it's about all I have in me. I'm running out of things to to mumble about. Um, there, I know there have been a couple long pauses here as I I think of something to to say but uh this has been 
uh, Corey's solo hour of the Pilsner podcast. Um, little cheap plugs here. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Corey Jensen. There's no E in Corey. It's uh, at Corey Jensen. Uh, at OIFN is the OIFN pod is the network we're on. At Pilsner Podcast is the podcast. Um, you know how to find us. At T Hillishheim is Tim. Uh, at Andrew Kobe, I believe, is, is Andy or the third, as we call him. Um, Go out and tell your friends about us. Um, trust me, I know that, that this has been an awful hour of radio or podcast, and um, maybe last week's wasn't too hot either. It was three hours of, of nonsense, but I promise we do do good episodes, and there's going to be more great episodes coming ahead. So uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, when your friend isn't looking, take his phone and, and uh, subscribe to us for him. Um, either he'll never notice it and we'll get credit for the downloads or, you know, he'll thank you later for for turning him on or her on to great, great podcast. Um, anyway, this is Corey uh, signing off for now. Um, next week, I don't know what we'll have for you. Um, we might, uh, might do a call-in show. We might have... Uh, the third, Andrew Kobe joining Tim in studio, and I'll do a brief call-in. Um, or maybe Tim will force me into doing another hour on my own uh, to fill some time. Who knows? But uh, thanks for listening. It's been, uh, it's been a wonderful time. And uh, this, is, uh, this is the end. I'll, uh, I'll keep you all posted. Hey, follow my travels. I am uh, tweeting out... Uh, on the podcast uh, Twitter handle, I'm have been kind of throwing out a couple things so far today, but hashtag Pilsner Podcast Road Trip. Um, so, if you want to know how the trip goes, check it out. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you see you soon, and hopefully we'll hear from you next week. <laughs>